Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 39 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading Acts 13 today and our focus is on being declared righteous by faith. So we're a daily 10-minute podcast where we dig into one chapter of the Bible a day and discuss it. Welcome to new listeners in Northern Ireland, UK, China, Kashmir, India, Nairobi, Kenya, Twin Falls, Idaho, Troy, New York, Knoxville, Tennessee, Salinas, Monterey, California, and Evansville, Indiana. Thank you all for listening. Please check out our website, Bible2021.com. Please consider leaving a review on Apple Podcasts, and please share the show with your friends, either by text or word of mouth or social media. Short commentary today because our chapter is long and deep and rich. So let's jump right into our focus verses, which are Acts 13, 38 through 39. In it, Paul says, Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers and sisters, that through this man, forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you. Everyone who believes is justified through him from everything that you could not be justified from through the law of Moses. So here we have one of those places where the good news is nutshelled for us, compressed into a very tight proclamation. Forgiveness of sins and justification comes from belief in Jesus. Well, what is justification? To make it simple as possible, it's being declared righteous or not guilty. So imagine a heavenly court that convenes with the sole purpose of examining your life and finding out if you've ever done anything at all that was wrong. Now, the case for the prosecution is formidable with hundreds of witnesses, mountains of written evidence, thousands of social media posts, emails, and texts in your own words, even little doodles in the back of your notebook, and days upon days upon days of video footage of your life and interactions with people. They even have video and audio of your actions and words and thoughts when you're absolutely alone. Who among us could get through such a trial unscathed, even for just a day of our lives, much rest the entirety of our lives, if the prosecution only has to find one single bit of wrongdoing, maybe a lie, maybe a white lie, maybe one act of cheating, a tiny little bit of cheating, petty theft, one small breaking of the laws or rules, speeding for instance, guilty, one single word spoken meant to harm or be crude, one response of anger meant to hurt, not help somebody. Honestly, I suspect the evidence against any of us would be enough to convict us for millions upon millions of wrongs and transgressions. All of us would fail this court, but the gospel, the good news as proclaimed by Paul, is that by belief or faith in Jesus, we could have our record of wrongs wiped completely clean. When presented with evidence of millions of wrongdoings, our claim would simply be, I believe that Jesus died to save me, cleanse me, and fit me for eternal life with him. And if you truly believe that, the judge would bang his gavel and declare you not guilty by faith, not by your works. This is justification. This is the good news. This is what Paul is preaching here. The gospel, all have sinned and cannot enter into eternal life in heaven because heaven is only for perfect people. There's no fine that we could possibly pay for our sins. It would be far beyond our ability to pay it. However, Jesus has paid the fine for all who have faith in him and his death on the cross and promise of resurrection. 
we can be found not guilty by God's heavenly court, God himself is the judge, even though we are most certainly guilty. How can we be found not guilty and made not guilty? And the answer is by faith, the ultimate payment by Christ, who was not guilty but paid the ultimate fine for the guilty, can be placed into our account. He was not guilty but paid an infinite price. We are guilty and owe an infinite price, but the price has been paid by Jesus and it can be credited to our account by faith in Jesus. Well, let's read our passage and marvel at the good news of being justified by faith. Acts 13, verse 1, Now in the church at Antioch there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas, Simeon, who was called Niger, Lucius of Cyrene, Mannion, a close friend of Herod the Tetrarch, and Saul. As they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, Set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after they had fasted, prayed, and laid hands on them, they sent them off. So being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to Seleucia, and from there they sailed to Cyprus. Arriving in Salamis, they proclaimed the word of God in the Jewish synagogues. They also had John as their assistant. When they had traveled the whole island as far as Paphos, they came across a sorcerer, a Jewish false prophet named Bar-Jesus. He was with the proconsul Sergius Paulus, an intelligent man. This man summoned Barnabas and Saul and wanted to hear the word of God, but Elymas the sorcerer, that is the meaning of his name, opposed them and tried to turn the proconsul away from the truth. But Saul, also called Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, stared straight at Elymas and said, You are full of all kinds of deceit and trickery, you son of the devil and enemy of all that is right. Won't you ever stop perverting the straight paths of the Lord? Now look, the Lord's hand is against you. You are going to be blind and you will not see the sun for a time. Immediately a mist and darkness fell on him, and he went around seeking someone to lead him by the hand. Then when he saw what happened, the proconsul believed because he was astonished at the teaching of the Lord. Paul and his companions set sail from Paphos and came to Perga in Pamphylia, but John left them and went back to Jerusalem. They continued their journey from Perga and reached Pisidian Antioch. On the Sabbath day they went into the synagogue and sat down. After the reading of the law and the prophets, the leaders of the synagogue sent word to them, saying, Brothers, if you have any word of encouragement for the people, you can speak. Paul stood up in motion with his hand and said, Fellow Israelites and you who fear God, listen. The God of this people, Israel, chose our ancestors, made the people prosper during their stay in the land of Egypt, and led them out of it with a mighty arm. And for about forty years he put up with them in the wilderness, and after destroying seven nations in the land of Canaan, He gave them their land as an inheritance, and this all took about 450 years. After this, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. Then they asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, the son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin, for 40 years. After removing him, he raised up David as their king and testified about him, I have found David, the son of Jesse, to be a man after my own heart who will carry out all my will. From this man's descendants, as he promised, God brought to Israel the Savior, Jesus, Before his coming to public attention, John had previously proclaimed a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel. Now, as John was completing his mission, he said, Who do you think I am? I am not the one, but one is coming after me, and I am not worthy to untie the sandals on his feet. Brothers and sisters, children of Abraham's race, and those among you who fear God, it is to us that the word of this salvation has been sent. Since the residents of Jerusalem and their rulers did not recognize him or the sayings of the prophets that are read every Sabbath, they have fulfilled their words by condemning him. Though they found no grounds for the death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him killed. 
When they carried out all that had been written about him, they took him down from the tree and put him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And he appeared for many days to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem, who are now his witnesses to the people. And we ourselves proclaim to you the good news of the promise that was made to our ancestors. God has fulfilled this for us, their children, by raising up Jesus As it is written in the second psalm, You are my son, today I have become your father. As to his raising him from the dead, never to return to decay, he has spoken in this way, I will give you the holy and sure promises of David. Therefore he also says in another passage, You will not let your holy one see decay. For David, after serving God's purpose in his own generation, fell asleep, was buried with his fathers, and decayed. But the one God raised up did not decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, brothers and sisters, that through this man forgiveness of sins is being proclaimed to you. Everyone who believes is justified through him from everything that you could not be justified from through the law of Moses. So beware that what is said in the prophets does not happen to you. Look, you scoffers, marvel and vanish away, because I am doing a work in your days, a work that you will never believe, even if someone were to explain it to you. As they were leaving, the people urged them to speak about these matters. The following Sabbath, after the synagogue had been dismissed, many of the Jews and devout converts to Judaism followed Paul and Barnabas, who were speaking with them and urging them to continue in the grace of God. The following Sabbath, almost the whole town assembled to hear the word of the Lord. But when the Jews saw the crowds, they were filled with jealousy and began to contradict what Paul was saying, insulting him. Paul and Barnabas boldly replied, It was necessary that the word of God be spoken to you first. Since you rejected and judge yourselves unworthy of eternal life, we are turning to the Gentiles. For this is what the Lord has commanded us. I have made you a light for the Gentiles to bring salvation to the ends of the earth. When the Gentiles heard this, they rejoiced and honored the word of the Lord, and all who had been appointed to eternal life believed. The word of the Lord spread through the whole region, but the Jews incited the prominent God-fearing women the leading men of the city. They stirred up persecution against Paul and Barnabas and expelled them from their district. But Paul and Barnabas shook the dust off their feet against them and went to Iconium, and the disciples were filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. And friends, may you also be filled with joy and the Holy Spirit. Let's end with our verse of the month of February, Acts 9.31. So the church throughout all Judea, Galilee, and Samaria had peace and was strengthened, living in the fear of the Lord and encouraged by the Holy Spirit, it increased in numbers. Good day to you, friends, and Godspeed.